the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. What do you put your trust in? Politics? Sports figures? God? Well, certainly it's not sports, right? You know the slippery slope that football, baseball, uh, hockey, listen, basketball, all that. Listen, I think, I think last night could have been the pit of it all. Last night? I, the way Clint Hurdle was fired mm. was appalling. Indicative of the organization this entire year. It was the cherry on the Sunday, was it not? I cannot believe on the very last day of the season, when we are all about saluting Steve Blass. 60 years with the organization. Which they did a great job of all weekend. I'm not saying the pirate organization didn't really feel that and portray that. I get that. But you really, you couldn't wait till after the game. Yeah. It was a punk move. No doubt about that. A punk move. It was a move... From my perspective, I'm not an insider, so I'm just looking at it from the outside, designed to humiliate, to create a scapegoat. Why would you do that? I mean, if you're going to clean house, clean the full house. They're not cleaning house. They're not interested in cleaning house. They're interested in pointing the finger at a guy and saying it was his fault so that we can still have the same loathsome pirate management that we've had that's brought us to this point. Yep. And they can keep their jobs. Yeah. I, I just I, I cannot believe that Frank Coonley and Neil Huntington still have jobs today and Clint Hurdle is on his way out. I because can't believe that. Bob Hutt, Bob Nutting thinks we're doing a good job. I they cannot did a good job, get over that. He? Okay, so I, last night I tweeted um, an article by Dejan Kovacevic, who writes for DKPittsburghSports.com, just a terrific writer. Um, it's called, We as Pittsburghers Together Can Take Our Pirates Back. And it's it's long, it's emotional, it's well-written, it's a great argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just basically talks about all of the pain that is being a Pirate fan. If you love just baseball. over and over and all over and over. All these But there was one part of it. That I hadn't, I never had heard about before, and I need to bring up to you, John, okay. and see if we can get on this bandwagon. All right. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm already on. Are you on it? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so he's talking about Bob Nutting, and he said, do you think Bob Nutting will like being dragged before government committees and asked to explain grossly violating, if not outright laws, then at least the spirit of the agreement struck between the city, the state, and the team leading into 2001 when PNC Park was built. Mm-hmm. Okay? The spirit. He said, Do you think he'll like facing the very real possibility of being asked to open his books? Now, of course, you say, well, that's never going to happen. He says, though, Dan Kovacevic, don't laugh that one off. Sure, the Pirates are a private company, but those lines get blurred big time when private companies repeatedly have their hands out at the public trough. Mm. Besides, there's ample precedent 
for governments cracking down on irresponsible franchise owners when they're not holding up their end. Listen to this. In 03, the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, acting in conjunction with the Wisconsin legislature, had become so deeply skeptical of the Milwaukee Brewers slashing payroll shortly after Miller Park had been built, all with public funds that they convened a blue-ribbon group of leaders, both from various governmental entities and even the local corporate community, to approach the brewers aggressively about proving their word. Think about that for a second. The brewers could have said no, but look at everyone they'd been ticking off, including potential or existing sponsors. Okay, that's how it got done. 50 state lawmakers signed a resolution demanding to see the brewers' books, and a committee was created to do precisely that with the brewers' reluctant consent. Here's the punchline. They agreed. In less than a year, Bud Selig's family, openly sick of being embroiled in endless controversy, sold the franchise. And look at what's happened since then. They're in the playoffs. They're, well, they're almost in the playoffs. Yeah. They might be in the playoffs. Yeah, when the playoffs are set. It's good, but it's going to come down to a one gamer, right? right Between exactly. them and but they've St. had a Louis. great year in a smaller market than Pittsburgh, right? And they're they're doing. But listen, good. doesn't that give you? I did not realize that that happened, but that makes complete sense when a city builds the ballpark. The difference is that Bud Selig was once the commissioner of baseball, right? But he stepped down. <clears throat> yes. So in the best I mean, interest of the game, you hear this a lot, right? That phrase, the best interest of the game, that goes back to like the 1920s to the Black Sox scandal. Right. What's in the best interest of the game? Well, here in Pittsburgh, in the best interest of the game, it would be if the Nutting family would sell the Pirates. Or or how about open up their books to some kind of agency, yeah. some kind of committee who would be willing to look at it and say, OK, now, wait a minute. Now, we have an interest in this because all of us together in Pittsburgh paid for that ballpark. Yep. Now, from what we've seen, we have some questions about how you're running things. Yeah. I agree. Hey, listen, I would love to stir the pot I mean, with I the would Nutting like family. To, I would Happily. like to help get that committee going. Me too. Yeah, you could sit on the committee. If anyone else is listening out there and would like to get that committee going and has some pool. Well, the problem was, you know, here in Pittsburgh, you know, in Milwaukee, the civic leaders got behind it. We're not going to hear from the mayor. Why? We're just not Why? going to. Because it's not, it's not something that he has an interest in. We, you don't know that. Or he Rich might. Fitch. He might. The, I don't think the mayor has ever spoken about this. Well, Ever. it would be nice. Of that all we the would... different problems that are going on right now. Let's break the silence. Great. Okay, This fine. is the perfect day to break the silence. Is there a concerted group of fans with some muscle that would get behind this and push yeah, the Nutting and encur- family to do something? Right, and encourage local government to say, look, we all it. paid for that ballpark. Yeah. So let's do something as about it. As beautiful as it is, yes. it's not reason enough to go to see a pirate game. No. Of course it's not, especially when you're going to see the same thing repeated year after year, and you see a great man like Clint Hurdle treated so horribly in a public fashion yesterday. Right. I mean, no tears for Clint. We love Clint, and Clint did a a good of a job. Oh, I had tears for Clint. Did you? I mean, I've lived through a lot of manager changes in my life as a pirate fan. I see you see them come, you see them go, and Clint's going to leave here. You know, thinking he did a tried to do as good a job as he could under the constraints that he did. He also is going to leave here as a multimillionaire. So all things considered, he's doing. I'm not saying he's going to be in the poverty line. I'm saying that he was a good man who publicly was treated horribly yesterday. On the way out the door. That's awful. I agree with that. That's terrible. It's bad for civic pride. It's bad for our feeling about the pirates. And it's bad for him. Right. The organization treated their most public employee badly. On a day that there was another public employee stepping down after six decades of faithful service. Who had the last part of his spotlight stolen 
by them deciding that they had to fire the manager before the last game. Right. Now, look, I mean, I, I think I, I take heat for this because Thursday night of last week was a beautiful, you know, early fall evening. Me and my 19-year-old son went to the PNC Park and sat and watched the game. It was a good game. We enjoyed ourselves. Pirates won. Pirates won, sure. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, Pirates won, <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Okay. That was one of the 69 people. But look, I mean, you, you know this, and uh, there's a dedicated crew of people who still have Pirates in their blood. And look, I, I've been to opening days. I, I've lost count how many I've been to. More than 40. In, in my life, more than 40. It always marked something. It was always a, a sentimental, emotional sort of thing in my life. I've been going and doing this forever. Next year, I'm not going to do it. I just can't. I can't stomach the fact that you're going to go and support something that's so mediocre and no one cares. They don't care enough to put their best mm-hmm. foot forward. So then why should we care? Exactly. That's the problem. If they don't care, then why, why should, should we, we care? care? And it breaks your heart to say that. I know. Because you love baseball and you want to go and, and have a know, good time. Speaking on a personal basis, yeah. I do blame you. What, me? <laughs> why, how am I? I do. I do. How come I have it? Because until I met you, I didn't care about baseball. Pirates didn't mean anything to me. But you waltzed in and you're like, Kath, <laughs> you should love baseball. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And you're like, no, you really no, you should. should. And then I'm going to take you to all the games. And then I went. And all of a sudden, I love baseball. And all these years later, look at where I am. <laughs> I'm an emotional wreck. I'm crying tears for Clint. Yep. I'm sending out harp, like angry tweets at midnight because of you. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. Thanks. That's what it is to be a pirate fan. I was talking to somebody. They were a pirate. Oh, I was talking to a friend of yours, Meg. Yeah. A- a Yankees fan in the 90s. Three World Series in a row. That's the way to live. David French is next. Oh, no, he's not. 101.5 WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Think about how God cares for you and me. Not only would he reveal himself in nature and in our conscience and give us this written word, but he's given to us the living word. That is, God chose to come to earth and walk among men so that you and I would really know what God is like. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Folks, in recognition of the Jewish High Holy Days, the New Year and Day of Atonement, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Prager Store is offering any single book of my Torah teachings on CD, download, or flash drive for 50% off. And the store will include an autographed copy of the Rational Bible Genesis for free. Pretty good. This is Dennis Prager, the Jewish New Year, known as Rosh Rosh Hashanah is on September 29th and 30th, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is on October the 8th. These are the most important days in the Jewish calendar. Until Yom Kippur, on October 8th, the Prager Store is offering any single book of my Torah teachings for 50% off. Download flash drive or CDs. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, actually. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Plus, you will receive an autographed copy of the Rational Bible, the Genesis edition for free. If it's meant to change your life, go to the PragerStore.com. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey. At NelloConstruction.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, 
for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. As a doctor who provided medical care to remote islands, Dr. Ben Lebrow has seen some things. Piracy, hurricanes, being struck by lightning. While most of us can't relate to confrontations with pirates, we get that life comes with risk, but retirement shouldn't. That's why Dr. Ben purchased an annuity to secure a protected income stream for the rest of his life. Find out more at retireyourrisk.org. Brought to you by the Alliance for Lifetime Income, the sole sponsor of the 2019 Rolling Stones No Filter U.S. Tour. Ukraine, Joe Biden, President Trump, impeach or not impeach? What is going on in the nation's capital? Greg Clugston is with us once again. Greg Clugston from SRN News, the White House correspondent. Greg, welcome back. It feels as though it's uh, the John and Kathy show with Greg Clugston. <laughs> That's right. Hi, you guys. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do appreciate and welcome the opportunity to uh, to talk with you and all of your great listeners on Monday at the beginning of a week when there's maybe hope and optimism as people are <laughs> launching another week. Yay. But when impeachment is the subject of discussion, um, I have to apologize in advance. Uh, all uh, right. So rough. the president is calling this the, quote, greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. Yeah, he is using some of the same terminology that he used during the past couple of years as the Robert Mueller special counsel investigation was ongoing regarding the Russia probe. And so some of that is is now, you know, filtering over into uh, the the whistleblower complaint which has sparked the impeachment inquiry by House Democrats on Capitol Hill. And my my sense and I'm sure I'm not alone in this and I have been through one impeachment proceeding before, 20 years ago or so, uh, that this is going to uh, get nasty in a real hurry. It already is in a lot of ways, and it's going to be that way for some time here. Right. Okay, so uh, last night on 60 Minutes, the uh, House Minority Speaker, Kevin McCartney, was, uh, was on the hot McCarthy. seat. McCarthy was on the hot seat. Uh, talk to us about that. I mean, the, uh, the Republicans are not necessarily unified and not responding uh, well as a group, are they? Well, yeah, the the strategy of response in terms of what the messaging is, how the uh, the Republican Party, at least those that the members that are supportive of the president in this matter, how they're going to go about answering questions about this, and and what their what their strategy of defense is going to be, is a little over all over the map at the moment. And uh, for example, you had the top Republican McCarthy in the House, uh, even questioning whether. Scott Pelley, who was the 60 Minutes correspondent, was reading the um, the actual statement of the conversation that the White House released of that Ukrainian phone call correctly. Uh, he, he faulted the correspondent for adding a word which was actually in the White House document. And then he went on to say, look, why do we need any sort of defense strategy? What is impeachable uh, that the president did? So he was just saying, all of this talk is, is is just totally unnecessary. Then you had other surrogates of the White House who were who were using uh, different terminology and different ways of, of of going after this. So it seems a little scattered at the moment, and perhaps Republicans were caught off guard because this impeachment fire really moved very quickly last week, as we were discussing a few days ago. The president this morning tweeted about 
well, a whole lot of things. But one of the things he tweeted about were the regulations regarding whistleblowers. Um, That strangely changed only days before this current whistleblower account was registered. Can you talk about that? Yeah, there there seems to be uh, some discrepancy as in, in the in the various reporting on this as to the timeline. Uh, there were uh, any number of conservatives who were supportive of the president um, who um, were reporting, and I think the federal federalist uh, dot com um, organization was out with a weekend story that was saying that the whistleblower complaint regulations changed right before. The Ukraine whistleblower complaint was lodged, and so um, the, the story was that instead of being a first-person account, you could you could get or receive information second or third hand, and that would qualify for a complaint, which is of course what happened in this case on the Ukraine call. The the complainant was not uh, first-hand witness to the to the phone conversation, although. Uh, in the complaint, it said that the person received um, and had a lot of discussions with maybe several, up to a half dozen White House officials, right. and and pretty much was accurate in describing that phone call, of which were received the transcript after the fact from the White House. Uh, but there is other reporting that is saying that um, you can go back a year, and there was a, there were changes to the uh, to the whistleblower complaint laws. So that's that's still uh, okay, so something that's, that needs to be determined. All right, okay, but so regardless. First of all, that timeline, as you said, is very important um, because if it was just changed a couple days before this current uh, whistleblower uh, allegation, these current whistleblower allegations were lodged, it does seem fishy. But so we'll we'll wait to see how the reporting shakes yeah, out on that. Yeah, you have to uh, get to the bottom, right? However, um, the whistleblower itself still is not a first person account which is one of the things that the Republicans are going to bring up and say, look, if we are going to talk about something that is as great um, of, a, of an event for the nation as impeachment, it should certainly be the words of someone who heard or saw. Right. And, uh, for example, that was the essence of the argument that we heard from Senator Lindsey Graham on the Sunday talk shows yesterday. He kept uh, referring and using the word hearsay. He said, this is hearsay. Uh, information and he repeated that over and over. So that that was his approach to defending the president, um, and so that 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 falls into that. Uh, there there are those who will say, look, uh, the whistleblower uh, was was doing uh, his or her job by um, you know assuming that it was on the up and up and that there was no partisan bias and and all of those questions. And uh, some of those are unanswerable, at least right now. Uh, but the idea that if someone sees something that is possibly improper and files the complaint, the process was carried out in that sense properly. But what the White House is saying is uh, how can this source be really trusted if it was second and third hand information? Uh, then you have Democrats who will counter that by saying, well, look at, the, look at that rough transcript released by the White House of the Ukraine call. Which came, uh, which was, which was made public after the complaint was filed by the whistleblower, and it pretty much lines up. So they would then say the validity of this complaint uh, doesn't, shouldn't be questioned. But right. of course, the White House continues to question it. So the president's basically saying, you know, whistleblower or not, I did nothing wrong. And the Ukrainian president agrees. Right. So what happens now? I mean, they're obviously on a fast track. If the Democrats will impeach the president, this will happen probably by the end of the year? 
Well, it, it seems to be uh, potentially, uh, John, potentially on that track, uh, because Democrats have uh, said privately as well as publicly as recently as over the weekend that they want to move as expeditiously, as quickly as possible, um, while still being careful in terms of doing all that they need to do in terms of building an impeachment case before getting to the point, presumably, of drawing up articles of impeachment that the House of Representatives would then vote on. And the idea, or at least the hope among some Democrats, is that that would be done before the end of the year. One reason is because end of January, early February, you've got actual Americans going to the polls, uh, at least in the caucuses and the early state primaries. Uh, and they don't want those two, um, you know, calendars to, to overlap. Although there's no, there's no, you know, there's no promise that that won't happen. Uh, what's happening this week is a series of, of depositions and hearings. There are uh, officials that are going to be meeting with uh, uh, House-led committees, uh, including the Inspector General um, in the community, in the intelligence community. He's the one that uh, received the whistleblower's complaint and sent it on to the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, he is going to be meeting privately with members of the House Intelligence Committee at the end of this week. So, And actually, just before we came on the air, uh, we learned that uh, the House Intelligence Committee is also subpoenaing documents that belong to the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. So they're looking for more mm -hmm. information that Giuliani has been on TV talking about, waving his phone, saying that I have te texts and documents that will support my case. Well, in, in return, the House is saying, let's take oh, a look at those right. documents. Great. You say that you have the proof. Let's see it. Right. Greg Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. So Greg, Kath and I were talking a little earlier today. Of course, you know, we're on this like you are up close with a microscope. I wonder about the rest of the country. I mean, to, to the average Joe, what do you think? Does it mean anything? Does the impeachment hold any weight? Or are people just going to go on with their lives? Traditionally, um, up until a couple of weeks ago, uh, there has been a real reluctance um, on the part of the American people to, to, to pursue impeachment. And there have been any number, a wide range of, of national surveys and polls indicated that there is a real reluctance there because Americans understand that um, you know, it's, it's a grave situation when you get to that discussion of impeaching and possibly removing a president from office. And so there's not a lot of public appetite. But ever since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi last week announced that, in fact, they were moving ahead with an impeachment inquiry, there have been a handful of, of national polls that have been conducted that have shown a little more, um, a, a little swing in favor of impeachment because of, of the evidence that, that is currently known or the, uh, you know, what we currently know about this situation in the president and Ukraine. It still is a pretty, it's a pretty divided country on the matter. And when you look at the breakdown between Democrats and Republicans on it, it is, it is total opposite. It is polar opposition. It's something like nine in 10 Republicans do not favor impeaching and removing the president and just the reverse among Democrats. Mm -hmm. So like we often see in general presidential elections, independent voters in this country, they often, you know, really hold, uh, you know, the swing votes as, as they were in terms of uh, opinion on this matter. Greg, what happens if the president is impeached? I mean, I don't see any way, unless there are more revelations to come that we don't know about, that the Senate would vote to remove him from office. So let's say that he is impeached. Let's say he stays in office. What does that mean for the next election? 
meaning if he survives yeah. the Senate trial yep. and stays in office. Yep. Well, <laughs> you'll have... You'll have a lot of angry uh, Trump supporters, um, many of whom are already angry and supportive of this president for what they think is, you know, is mistreatment on the case. But if he were to be um, taken through that process and then acquitted, uh, then this is, you know, it's sort of. It's adding adding more to the uh, already you know strong voice of support that these supporters have. So right. on, on on the Trump side, you would see um, you know an impassioned defense of the president who they think was wronged, and uh, whether or not that would grow or not. I, I think it's it's really hard to, to answer that question right now, Kathy, because um, as we were just mentioning, how independent voters are often um, on the fence on this, and uh, they're not as partisan minded on whether or not the president should be removed from office. Um, it would really depend on how the Senate trial is handled, what kinds of documents and evidence are presented in that trial. And it technically is a trial that takes place in the U.S. Senate. And uh, how that is handled and what information comes out could really color how independents feel. Um, and they're going to play a, uh, no, undoubtedly a, a huge role in the general election next year. Right. It feels like we're here a lot, doesn't it, Greg, that the news is so quickly changing. The tweets come in torrents. And we were minute- talking about impeaching Kavanaugh right. about I mean, seven days ago. It's Everything seems to be a crisis nowadays. Yeah, it does have that that sense. Everything is urgent. Everything is breaking news. And, there, and there's no question there there are new developments. Um, the president has been so far extremely defiant in in this case. Um, he's talked about treason when discussing the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff. Um, uh, he was even retweeting uh, a, a comment that was made on TV over the weekend by one of his big um, evangelical supporters, and that's the pastor from from Dallas, Texas, Robert Jeffress, who was warning that if the president is is removed from office or that effort moves forward too far down the line, that there could be an almost like civil war in this country. And the president was retweeting those comments to su- to suggest, if not warn, that this is a very grave matter. And uh, those, you know, those are very serious kinds of, you know, that's that's serious language that's being used by the president and some of the surrogates. Um, and so, uh, even though we're seeing these these fast-moving developments, and 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 people often have political views about this, uh, it kind of goes to the heart of some constitutional matters here. That, of course, Nancy Pelosi is relying on as as she's trying to round up enough support in her her caucus on Capitol Hill. Greg, last question for you, because time is short. I heard some reporting yesterday and today that was surprising. One of the allegations in the whistleblower report that really caught my attention was this digital filing um, that the White House attorneys did after the Ukraine call was completed. And the whistleblower report seemed to make it sound as if putting that digital file of that phone conversation in a top secret location was something that was unusual that shouldn't have been done because that classification is only for national security matters. Then I heard in the last couple of days that due to the leaks the White House has had, they've put all his phone conversations with foreign leaders in that file. What do you know? Yeah, I've seen the very same reporting, and and White House officials have been telling us that since the early days of the administration, remember, there were some uh, very controversial and in some cases embarrassing uh, details that came out on phone calls 
uh, between the president and the leaders in Australia and Mexico, for example. That happened in the early weeks and months of the administration. And President Trump was fuming mad at those leaks. And, of course, there was a lot of chaos and uh, turnover in those early months of the administration. And so now we are learning that some of these phone calls um, in, including the Ukraine call just uh, a couple of months ago, uh, were put into this different computer system. Um, so whether or not it's every single phone call or only phone calls that sort of rise to a level of concern that officials say, hey, we should tuck this away and have uh, limited access to those calls. Well, Greg, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your insights here uh, as you're at the White House. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Our pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Very clear. He is a reporter in the old style. He reports the facts. Chuck Swindoll, Bible teacher on Insight for Living. You've likely heard my recent comments about the urgency of our financial needs. The next few days will determine the future of Insight for Living Ministries. We have a long way to go. To respond to the urgent need facing Insight for Living, give a donation right now. Call 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. You know what today is? It's the day you stop paying full price for gas. Get the Easy Pay card at Circle K and save 30 cents a gallon on your first 100 gallons. Then save 6 cents a gallon on every fill-up after that. Sign up in store and visit CircleK.com slash Easy Pay for more details. Five weeks ago when college started at Grove City College, I drove my boy up and uh, I'm saying goodbye. And, you know, I'm going to miss him like crazy. It's hard to say goodbye. And I said, I'll miss you. And he said, yeah, Dad, I'll miss you too. But this is home now. And so... I, you know, occasionally I text him. I try not to be that, you know, that guy. But I texted him the other day, and you know what he said to me? He said, hey, you know, the semester has ramped up so high and tight, but I love being here so much, so thanks an awful lot. So if you're a parent and you're listening at home and you're thinking, okay, so my kid's in 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, are they really going to be able to survive on their own? Listen, give Grove City a try because what they're doing is they're building people. They're building individuals, maturing men and women who are not just going to succeed in the classroom, but they're also going to succeed personally and interpersonally. And I think that's the best thing about it is that you've got an organization that is committed to the growth of young men and young women academically and personally. That's right. You know, and it took me a long time as a young man to really have Christ in my life. But knowing my boys at Grove City College and knowing the strength of the work that's being done and the intellectual heft as well with Jesus in the middle of things, man, I'd give anything for that to have that in my life. So you have it in your daughter's life, your son's life at Grove City College, go for it. Online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care. 
at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Warm and humid tonight, partly cloudy, will only drop to 65. And then tomorrow and Wednesday will both be summery. Both days will be very warm and humid with a partly sunny sky. High both days will be about 88. Thank you for the real field peaking in the 90s. Record high for both days is 89, so we'll be within shouting distance of record heat both days. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Impeachment and the pirates notwithstanding, do I have terrific news for you. Tell me. Stranger Things Season 4. It's a done deal. It's coming back to Netflix. Oh, I'm not watching. Let the nations be glad. I, I have no connection to this. That's nice. Way to go. Neat okay. Yes. Listen, that's your fault. You've seen this whole thing. Oh, my gosh. I've watched all three seasons <laughs> three times. Three times? How yep. do you find the time? Listen, I watched them at different times. Like, I watched them when they first came out and then with each of my children at different times. Really? Yes. Listen. I saw season one. I liked it. Season two, I couldn't connect with. So I just got, I was done. Oh my gosh. And isn't season three, Mike? It's amazing. Um, it's just so Amazing? Good. Really amazing? Anyway, just today. Stop Nef- it. It's good. Netflix officially <laughs> confirmed Stranger Things is coming back for a fourth season. Plus, creators Matt and Rose, not Rose, Ross, the twins, the Duffer brothers, have signed a multi-year film and series deal. So we will have more nice. from yes. the upside down. I'm reading from uh, CNET.com. Um, there's a teaser with Creepy music and the upside down looks worse than ever. But guess what it says? We're not in Hawkins anymore. Uh-oh. What is Hawkins? Hawkins, Indiana. That's is the, the town. city. That's the town they live in. So, for those who are not initiated in the Stranger Things universe, these are a bunch of kids in the 1970s. No, 80s. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're in the 1980s. Um, this last season ended in 1985, and they are. They become warriors in a fight against good and evil. That's the best way I can explain okay, it. Okay, fine. So it's it's in the same vein as Lord of the Rings really? or Star Wars. Family friendly? Or it's family friendly. I watched it with both of my kids, though it's a little scary. It's not horribly scary. We're not talking, you know, like children of the corn here. Right. Let's okay? hope so. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I'm not going to say, you know, watch it with your third grader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we've watched age it as a family. Age appropriate. 10, it is, it is so terrific. Yeah. I, 14. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say for right, other right, kids. Right. What, Kathy, you what, said. No, I don't. Of a sudden, I'm not going to say that, but I can say that it has such a heart to it. I mean, there's so many unbelievably achingly beautiful friendship yeah, really? moments. There's in it. charm to it. Oh, there really is. There is so much charm to it. Um, anyway, listen to what my uh, daughter said. You want to hear? Hmm. I mean, we just have you know a couple of people listening. That 86, 1986 is going to be this next season because we just finished in 1985. Yeah, and there's a Russian connection. You know what happened in 1986? What Chernobyl. Oh. So she's wondering if maybe the Chernobyl explosion could be linked into the Stranger Things universe in a way that would be fascinating. Very interesting. All right. Okay. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Oh, you have to. You should. All right. Hey, we'll take a break. Come back. Tim Muehlhoff is with us. We're going to talk about a $29 t-shirt impeach the president, but it uses language much more harsh. Stick around for that conversation. 101.5 WORD. When God made you, he made you either as a male or as a female. 
Abigail Dodds says that's not an insignificant observation. When I talk to young women, probably 40 and under primarily, it's almost as though they've never considered that their bodies factor into their call. What the Bible says about womanhood, next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. CBS Tonight. Don't miss a new episode of All Rise. L.A.'s newest Superior Court judge is changing the system. You're going to be one of those creative judges. You say it like it's a bad thing. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Missick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. Now it's her court and her rules. Freedom is at stake. It's important. The original new series, All Rise, CBS Tonight. Okay, just because someone acts jerky, does that give us free license to do so as well? Dr. Tim Uhlhoff is with us. Tim is a regular guest on our show. Tim's professor of communications at Biola University, the author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. Tim, welcome back. How are things today? Uh, it's great to be back with you guys. I appreciate it. You know, Tim, as, as we think about how our culture is shaped by people and things that happen. I've often thought going back to when uh, Bill Clinton was president, and I'm going to talk about two presidents here just because they are on my mind. Um, Thinking about Bill Clinton, the one thing that has kind of, I think, lasted over the years is the fact that Clinton was shameless. And I think he was the first public figure, you know, of that stature when confronted with something that horribly embarrassing he didn't do he didn't do the Nixon thing where like I'm going to resign in disgrace or whatever he was like you know what deal with it so what I did it 
toss me out if you can, which we couldn't. Um, they couldn't. They decided not to. And so that shamelessness, I think, stayed with our culture. I think we're still reaping. We're still reaping all of that type of attitude. And so fast forward to this president. I think he's so indiscriminate in what he says that that type of language, that type of there's it's like a no holds barred approach to what comes out of his mouth, whether it's on Twitter or it's, you know, in audio form that I think that's starting to affect culture as well. What do you think? Well, I do think it's affecting culture. And again, this isn't a critique of President Trump's policies, per se. I have some really dear friends, godly men and women who voted for him and most likely will vote for him again because they vote for an ideology, not a particular president. So let's just set that aside for a second, the content of our communication, which would be policies and ideology. And let's go to the relational level of our communication, which is the amount of respect between people, the amount of civility between people. This is where I think we're in danger of taking three steps backwards, is that, yeah, President Trump has no problems name-calling, has no problems um, speaking quite crassly about women as you know the hollywood access tape came out when he was running for president so the question becomes what's fair game for his opponents if they feel like he's the king of vitriol is it okay for them to respond in kind and i'm from michigan so democratic congresswoman from michigan uh congresswoman talib uh, became very famous uh for all the wrong reasons after she got elected she said we're going to uh impeach the mfr um, and that made headlines, and it was denounced by Pelosi somewhat. Well, now she, she's running for re-election and has a T-shirt made that says impeach the MF. And that's the question I want to deal with today. Even if you feel like President Trump has gone uh, overboard in his vitriol, is it okay to counter and hit twice as hard when he's coming after us, as the argument culture would dictate, and is it okay to ever use that word, the MF word? That's what I think today we need to have a referendum on, and this is where I think um, she came across poorly when she defended the use of it. She simply said this, um, I take impeachment very seriously, and for me, this, is, this T-shirt is just a chance to bring levity to my supporters. Mm. And that's where I think Jesus steps in. I think Jesus steps in and he says, all of you, Christian and non-Christian, I tell you right now, I'm going to hold you accountable for every careless word you utter. Now, that word careless in the Greek means virtually without much forethought. So this is where I think she's in her greatest danger of being judged harshly by Jesus, is do you know the beginnings of that word? Do you understand that, that that word has to do with when slave owners wanted to break the will of a slave, they would rape the mother in order to break the will, particularly of a male slave. And then second, this word was so egregious that in 1898, a man was almost sentenced to jail time for using the word publicly towards another person. It actually became a court case in Texas. Well, today I'd want to say to her, Jesus is going to hold you accountable for using that word, and the history of the word that is attached to that is what she's going to be held accountable for. So her point is, there's some levity in this word. There's some humor in the word? Yes, and I just want to say, how tone-deaf do you have to be in today's culture 
to to think that um, these things aren't going to get scrutinized. I, I think the Me Too movement has done a really good job of causing people to step back and say, hey, how do I refer to people today? Like like these old jokes that might have been, uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge in the 70s. And again, that, that's the defense that is given to Biden today is, hey, we're, we're kind of judging him with a, a, um, the Me Too movement today, but he's a product of the 70s, the 60s. And I might give him a pass in the 70s, but what would we do if Joe Biden used a sexist term today? I think we'd look at Joe Biden and we would say, look, you don't get a pass today. Today, you should know better than to use words that are sexist or racist in origin. So I want to look at her, and I just want to say, listen, there's no levity about this, right? You are using a word that is deeply offensive to um, certainly the African-American community, and we need to be aware of the egregious nature of this word. Mm -hmm. And I would say as Christians— we need to think long and hard about the words we use because Jesus says you're going to give an account for literally every one of them because the word tells me what's in your heart. And I think as Christians, we step back and we need to say, boy, our, our communication needs to be not just different. It needs to be radically different. That's a high standard we're supposed to live up to. Yeah. And well, look what Peter says. This is fascinating. I was in Rome uh, this summer. So Nero's persecution was one of the worst persecutions in the Roman Empire. Uh, it was a young Nero. When Paul first wrote his letter to the church at Rome, Nero had just ascended to power, and he was 16. 16 when he ascended to power. Wow. So things economically started to go south for Rome, and a fire started. It lasted three days. It was devastating. So he went to blame the Christians. Well, Peter, prophetically, is going to prepare Christians for the coming persecution. That's what we get from First and Second Peter. So in First Peter chapter 3, he says this, When insulted, I want you to not insult in return. I want you to actually bless that person. Uh, that word blessing, we get the English word eulogize, it means to speak well of a person. Hmm. Th- and that's, that's Holy Scripture. That's like not up for debate. That's like you, and then he says, and why do you do this? Because Jesus gave you an example to follow. While being reviled, he did not revile in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're right, Kathy, this is a crazy high standard. And I think we all need to just sit before we hit that send uh, before yeah. we send that, you know, that Twitter message, yeah. we better just sit back and say, okay, can I justify this word? And can I, before the Lord, use this word? So Colin Kaepernick, let me, let me get a little bit controversial. I think he's fine in front of Jesus for kneeling uh, during the national anthem. I think he's fine. I think Jesus would look at Kaepernick and say, why did you do that? And Kaepernick would say, I did it to bring attention to racism. And I think Jesus says, yeah, okay, I'm good with that. I think Jesus looks at the person who's on his cell phone during the national anthem, and I think Jesus says, that was the national anthem of a country you grew up in, that men and women died for that flag, and you're on the phone during the national anthem? That's a careless word Mm. you just uttered. So I would be better with her for that T-shirt if she would have gotten right now, this is going to be awfully controversial. Maybe this is the last time Timmy off on the program. It's been a great five-year run, and I Thank love you, both of you. I think the T-shirt would sit better if it took off the mother part and just used the F word. And she said, "You're darn right. I'm using the F word. This isn't about levity." This is about how angry we are as a nation towards this president. This is how angry I am. And yes, I stand behind the word because I'm that angry. 
maybe I wouldn't agree with her, but I would sit with her and said, okay, all right, there's nothing levity about this. She said, you're darn right there's not. That's why I printed the Mm T-shirt. I might step back and say, okay, that's not my kind of politics, and I think it's bad for the nation, but all right, I get that you're mad and you just dropped the F-bomb, not the MF-bomb, but the F-bomb, and I'd say, okay, duly noted, maybe you're on better footing than trying to put it on levity and invoking the MF puts you in a historical context. I think that is undefensible. That's interesting. Tim Muehlhoff is with us from Biola. Tim, what I, what I uh, experience is in those times when I do rant like that, unfortunately, and I have had my moments, it affects me physically, psychologically, spiritually. And so if and if I feel it in my outburst in those moments and then it becomes, you know, uh, we take it away from the personal and make it mainstream conversation and then it becomes humorous in the hopes that, you know, this this politician thinks this is funny. It says something about us as as followers of Jesus and even not followers, it, there is something that's that's against ourselves to do this to ourselves internally and then to push it outward as well. Boy, John, I agree with that. You, you know that proverb that says life and death is in the power of the tongue? Mm-hmm. I usually, Kathy, interpret that, that I'm speaking life and death to another person, right? That, that's oh, my, but my, you, you could be speaking it to yourself. Yes. So this goes back to your point, John. I think if we regularly speak death to a person, and again, we know this from positive psychology, I I, I wonder what impact that has on your soul. I wonder what impact it has on you. So remember Mandy Patinkin? Remember that great actor, Mandy Patinkin? Yes. He left Criminal Minds because of how dark the show Criminal Minds. Remember that? Yep. And he came out with that really famous quote that said, listen, I could not ingest that into my soul series after series and not have it start to kill me. And so he left Criminal Minds when it was at its height of popularity. But he said later, it was the single best decision for his soul he's ever done. It was a bad decision for his career. I think these words, I think these words are killing us from the inside. And maybe we're so sick, we don't realize it. And we need a physician, Jesus, to come and say, listen, the book of Proverbs, read it. It, these words, this caustic atmosphere is literally killing us. And I'm afraid the Democrats this next time around are going to say, listen, we're putting it right back at President Trump. He's going to call us a name. We'll call him two names. He's going to put his finger in our face. We'll put our finger in his. I'm just really afraid, especially if, if I think Sanders is the nominee, you're going to see vitriol that we have not seen in a long time. And I'm longing for somebody from the other side just to step up and say, okay, I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to be incivil towards you. I'm not going to use words. I'm not going to call. We're going to focus on policy, and I'll let the nation decide how the other person is talking, whether it's acceptable or not. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. His latest book is called Defending Your Marriage. Tim Muehlhoff, what it were that we were civil towards each other, to ourselves, those we love, and the greater community and the world. We are called to be that way as believers in Jesus. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? 
Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app. The app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. October 11th and 12th, Gospel Life Church in Evan City presents the 2019 Engage Conference. This year's theme, Communion with God. Join keynote speakers Dr. Carl Truman of Grove City College and Dr. Andy Snyder of Radiant Church Austin, along with an esteemed panel of guests as you explore ways to go deeper in your relationship with God. Child care will be provided. Reserve now at gospellifechurch.net slash conference. The 2019 Engage Conference, October 11th and 12th. Details at gospel. GospelLifeChurch.net slash conference. This is the Entertainment Answer. The new biopic Judy has Renee Zellweger taking on the role of Judy Garland. We know Renee can act, but can she deliver the vocals needed to play Judy Garland? The filmmakers say yes. Full applause from everybody. She had the audience absolutely in the palm of her hand. Renee must have felt incredibly intimidating. It's one thing to be able to sing. It is another to then have to do it in front of a crew and a couple of hundred people. That's a big thing to take on. Judy rated PG-13. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. How much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. Speaking of language and the power of language to lift up and to tear down, how about uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday morning on CNN, where uh, famed actor Robert De Niro on live television on CNN let two F- 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 F-bombs drop? I mean, what the heck? You know, wasn't He's done it- that at the Academy Awards. Yeah. I think he did that at the Tony Awards. So he come, that, this comes with the territory right. now. So now he wants this to fully do that expect. So this show. somehow makes him look like a, a, a tough guy. Right, like some I mean, kind he's of, already a tough some guy. Some kind of warrior. I mean, what in the heck? Right. He's so outraged at the president that this is his response. 
Which, again, is exactly what Tim Muehlhoff is talking right. about, that this is how things get ratcheted up. If somebody says something outrageous and so someone gets mad and has to say something, something more outrageous. And it's there's, this vicious cycle. Right. And there's no, like, calmer, cooler heads prevail. Like, let's all get a grip on ourselves and recognize that whatever happens with our government, it's not the totality and some of all things. I don't know. Where, where are the holies among us who have public platforms who can speak to this? By example... Where are the holies among us? Is it you? Is it I? Must we be the ones who step forward to show a way, to live this first in our own lives and then pass it along to society in general? Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell tells CNBC he cannot avoid impeachment of President Trump if it reaches the Senate. Under the Senate rules, we're required to take it up if the House does uh, go down that path, and we'll follow the Senate rules. If the House approves articles of impeachment not introduced at this point, they would be sent to the Senate for trial. Meanwhile, President Trump is fighting back, saying the intelligence whistleblower falsely made his call with Ukraine's president sound terrible. The statement I made to the president of Ukraine, a good man, a nice man, knew, uh, was perfect. It was perfect. But the whistleblower reported a totally different statement. The president also says we're trying to find out about the whistleblower. However, federal law protects the anonymity of intelligence community whistleblowers. On Wall Street, the Dow by 96 points, the Nasdaq rose 59, the S&P advanced 14. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers, and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hey, non-attorney spokesperson. Here's Nachiwadi with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas, is responsible for the content of the ad. This is an urgent message for anyone exposed to the herbicide Roundup and diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The World Health Organization has designated Roundup weed killer as a probable human carcinogen. If you've come in contact with Roundup and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you may be entitled to compensation. A free consultation is now available to discuss your options and help you understand your legal rights and actions. Call 800-705-2717. Roundup is the most widely used herbicide in the United States, and a California jury recently awarded $289 million to a landscaper who claimed Roundup gave him cancer. But time is limited to file a claim. If you worked with Roundup Weed Killer and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, call the Roundup Legal Helpline now. You could be entitled to significant compensation. Call 800-705-2717. That's 800-705-2717. 800-705-2717. Bye. It's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour. Featuring Mercy Me. I can only imagine. With special guest Crowder. Thank you, Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena this Friday. 
Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Put your creativity and your marketing degree to work as a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround. Unlike a small marketing agency, Salem Surround places a massive amount of tools and support at your disposal so you can be really creative and super competitive as you help Pittsburgh businesses grow. And with our national team at your back, there's no limit to how far you can go. Full and part-time available. Apply now at SalemMedia.com careers. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. It'll be warm and humid tonight, partly cloudy, and will only drop to 65. And then the next couple of days are looking summery. Both tomorrow and Wednesday will be partly sunny, very warm and humid. High both days will be about 88. And with the humidity, AccuWeather Real Field will peak in the low 90s. Record highs both days are at 89, so we'll be within shouting distance. With your AccuWeather forecast, my meteorologist, Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Are you sick of it? Have you had enough? Do you turn the channel, turn the volume down when you hear political talk? We've wondered about that, Kath and New Mike and I, on our show. How much is too much? Do you come here for a different reason when you feel as though, well, the rest of the country is talking about this. I need to know about this. Or does it have any interest or any bearing on your personal day-to-day life? So the question is, are you sick and tired of politics or do you want to hear more of it? Yeah, that's a good question. How does it How does it feel in your life? I mean, I, I you know... For me, I'm curious. I'm interested in knowing what's going on politically, whether it's local, city, Allegheny County, the state of Pennsylvania, the United States, and the world. Right. Th- those machinations are very interesting to me, how humans choose to interact with each other in this sort of lane level. Now, for a lot of people, they could care less. It's the last thing they want to engage in. So in this weird area we're living in now where social media rules everything, I think whether you like it or not, you know about politics, but it always feels as though it's front and center in our lives. So if you find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, we got a poll going, and we'd love to hear your feedback on it. Yep. Um, are you tired of politics, or do you want to hear more of it? The actual question is, in your daily media diet, are you looking for more political talk or less? Right. Hey, uh, so Ukraine has been in the news, obviously, a lot lately. And uh, shockingly so, there is an article in uh, yesterday's New York Times that features one of our listeners. George. Yeah, George, and a stalwart of the Ukrainian community right here in the Pittsburgh area. 
The article in the New York Times is called What Ukrainian Americans Are Saying About the Ukraine Scandal. And basically, it kind of chronicles a group of Ukrainians right here in Pittsburgh talking about the fact that their country's in the news and what it means for them. Overall, they said, quote, I think it's extremely positive. The more news about Ukraine, the better. That's really good. I mean, oftentimes, I think if you follow along, Ukraine tends to be overshadowed by Russia and Putin. I'm sure that Ukrainians believe that exactly. Right? They are. Sure. In addition to being threatened, not just overshadowed. Yeah, underfoot in many ways. So it's a really interesting article. Uh, The headline is, What Ukrainian Americans Are Saying About the Ukraine Scandal. Now, now I think... The article points to the fact that the Ukrainian community here in Pittsburgh is extremely supportive of the president. Yes. It says few in the audience thought that any of this talk about Ukraine and the scandal is going to end badly for Mr. Trump. In interview after interview, people saw the whole thing as cooked up by Democrats and, in fact, revealing much more about the unsavoriness of the Biden family. The Ukrainian-American diaspora here, at least among the largely middle-aged people who go to film festivals— with solid Trump country. How about that? The president is wonderful. This president is wonderful, said Hannah Jamiko, 48, a pharmacist who immigrated to the United States in 1997. She says everything he does is just unbelievable. Everything he touches is successful. Now, the interesting thing is why. So what is, what's behind the affection that they have for the president and their belief in him, even going forward in spite of the allegations? Um, part of it is the Russia-Ukraine thing. That um, that they love that Trump is an ally, that their president in Ukraine looks at Trump as an ally, because, of course, Putin has been breathing down their neck for so long. Right. But I think just as significant or maybe more so is the fact that when people emigrate to the U.S. from communist countries and they come here and they see this new wave of candidates and young people who are talking about how great socialism would be, they are aghast shocked right they think you guys think socialism would be great because you've never had anything to do with it this happens to people in southern florida in particular who are from cuba right they come here and they say you've got to be kidding me you know what i risked to get out of cuba and land here and you're all going to tell me i should vote for bernie right but it's also happening places like ukraine they come here and they say how could you in america value what you have so little your freedoms, and not even ask those of us who've lived under socialism to see what it might have been like before you sign on and say, oh, yeah, this is what we want to do. Sign this up. Right. And apparently also part of this article deals with the Obama administration, that the Obama administration was seen as weak towards the Russians, and they allowed the Russians to overcome Ukrainians. Right. And so they feel like finally they have a president who's an ally of Ukraine. They have a lot of commonalities in in the, the... oft-quoted phone call that now we've all read 100,000 times since last Thursday, we see that the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, absolutely loves Trump. Right. I mean, absolutely loves him. So, of course, you know, there's a lot of commonality, people who are on the same side. Now, our our friend George Honchar, a semi-retired agronomist, is quoted several times in the article, including his front porch doormat, which has a picture of Mr. Putin's face on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's mentioned. That's very good. Anyway, um, going back to just the concern that people have who have grown up and experienced horrors in socialist countries. Uh, One woman here is quoted, Natalie Anufri, age 57, had something she wanted to add. They were watching a movie about the brutality of Soviet domination, and she said, 
quote, everything in this movie, it happened, she said. It was, in fact, much worse than that, she went on. Terror, man-made famine, mass murder. If people disagreed about politics or criticized the government, they were killed. She said, quote, now we come home and listen to all this emptiness, she says, of the news in America, where she's lived for almost three decades. Life isn't perfect. No politician is perfect, she said. But all of the partisan sparring is exasperating. This country is a dream. What are we complaining about? It's an absolute sin. Fabulous. So that's yesterday's New York Times. What Ukrainian Americans are saying about the Ukraine scandal Quite honestly, it's shocking from our perspective that the Times would even print this article. It is. So kudos to the reporter. So good for you guys. Good for all of you who uh, spoke so well. Yeah. Thanks, George, for sending it along. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Come back. David French from the National Review will join us in a few minutes to talk about politics. We are focusing on that today. Stick around for the conversation about President Trump, Ukraine, impeachment straight ahead. 101.5 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying, Thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. One of the most highly revered Bible teaching programs in the world is facing a challenging financial deficit. If you're among the millions who have personally benefited from the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll, then we're asking you to prayerfully step forward and give generously to Insight for Living Ministries. The need is urgent, and your gift of any amount will make a difference in helping to keep this beloved program on on the air. You can respond right now by calling 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org slash donate. You know, they say the best is yet to come, but to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10, right here on 101.5 Word FM. 
Thanks for being with us. David French is with us from the National Review. We spent a lot of time in the first hour talking about politics, the president, Ukraine, and we're picking the same thread up with David French. David, thanks for coming along today. Thanks for So, David, not much has happened since we talked last. I mean, just I was saying earlier today that I think it was seven days ago the Democrats wanted to impeach Brett Kavanaugh, but we've totally forgotten about that because, man, have things gotten hot for the president? Yes, and he helped make them hotter on himself. He needs to, well, how many times has this been said? He needs to stop tweeting. Right. But the president's not going to stop tweeting. As my mother tells me repeatedly, David, uh, my mother says, now, Kathy, he's 73 years old and he's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. As, as uh, my grandmother once said, as people get older, they don't change so much that they just get extra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so by last count, I'm, I'm following along during the commercial break, David, and I saw that the president tweeted today or retweeted some 22 times since early this morning. I mean, that's an awful lot. I mean, I, I have a hard time tweeting just a couple of times a day. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly furious about this impeachment, which tells me, you know, there's a, there was a theory that some this impeachment inquiry, I should say, there's a theory that some people were floating that he wanted all this, that he he loves this light. But the, the way in which he's been tweeting and the way in which he has, the way in which he has uh, escalated his rhetoric, and, and that's saying something from him, because his rhetoric is already always, uh, you know, pretty close to the red line, tells me that he has he's he's livid he's absolutely livid right now and uh, i worry about what's gonna come across the wires next right now david i i think like you and kath and i I'll just we are conservatives and we want to see a conservative country um there is a lot of value well, i want to see a fair country yeah and i would like conservatives and liberals to both have a say i think conservative policies are the right policies i, I think agree. i think they would produce the best for everyone involved but boy things are getting rough when it comes to any type of communication between parties yes yes absolutely i mean there's no question about that and and there is an enormous amount of blame to share on that point. Uh, I mean, there's no question about this. Polarization and, and dysfunction in Washington did not start with the Trump administration, but it is obviously escalating dramatically during the Trump administration. So, um, yeah, you know, but it, at, the, at the end of the day, though, we can kind of fight through a lot of the rhetoric and we can we can actually kind of, we can actually sit down and and make a decision for ourselves as to, in any given instance, if someone's in the wrong or the right, or whether in any given instance a person is abused of their power or not abused their power. Right. And that's what we have to try to do. So how do you see the events of last week with the phone calls being made public, the president speaking with the president of Ukraine? Do you believe this is an impeachable offense? I, I believe the impeachment inquiry is proper. Um, I, it raises a lot of very disturbing questions. Now, does that mean that you know he should be impeached? Uh, that's much more of a prudential question, a much more of a political question. Where I think, as the election is rapidly approaching, the threshold for impeachment, the closer we get to the actual vote, I think increases in a way because it's a it's a very big deal to argue to voters, really, you know, in the months before they're going to actually have a say, that 
this should be removed from the presidential election. Uh, so I think it's that it, 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 uh, there is enough there to begin an impeachment inquiry, and it may well be impeachable. It may well re- rise to the level where I'd argue that even – it changed my mind on the way I've argued before about Trump and say that even, you know, as, as extraordinary as it would be to impeach him in, in, within 12 months of an election that has to be done because this is severe enough, but my position is an impeachment inquiry is is very proper under these facts. How do you feel, David, when you read uh, the president speaking about the media? You know, well, let me just speak for myself first. I have a hard time reading the president's writing anyway. Um, <laughs> so that's the first thing. But the second thing, I, I react badly to him saying that the media is, you know, fully against him, an enemy of the people. I, I, th- I think that I think that can only harm the situation we're in. At the same time, David, I, I'm like of two minds on it because I, I just look back to when the election happened in 16 and I can hardly find a mainstream media representative who has treated him, I think, fairly. Yeah, you know, I think that we're we reaching a point where we need to be able to say, instead of the media, uh, start to talk about networks and individual networks and reporters and publications, because I think it's been wildly uneven. Uh, I think that we have seen, especially in the Kavanaugh situation, we have seen a number of reporters who previously had a sterling reputation. I think Sully that reputation. For example, Ronan Farrow, yeah. when, he, when he brought this really thin story about alleged misconduct in Yale into the into the forefront, and it was a shame to see because he had done incredible work to expose Harvey Weinstein, for example, and others who had engaged in predatory behavior in the Me Too era. I think that we what we've got is uh, two things happening at once. Look, there are many mainstream media reporters who are trying very hard to get to the truth. They do really actually try very hard, and it is very difficult to do that when they're confronting an administration that lies a ton. So and on one hand, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I, I kind of look at the administration's cries about, about the mainstream media as crocodile tears when so many of those figures lie so brazenly, including the president. To misdirect. That makes it very hard to be a member of the media. At the same time, there have been multiple media scandals, you know, and we need to, especially for some of those reporters that have made these really egregious mistakes, some of them so egregious they almost look malicious, that there needs to be accountability in this circumstance because what we have seen frequently is major media organizations make major mistakes with no apparent accountability imposed on the individual who made the mistake. Right. And and that that really hurts the public trust. I think that people get it that it is hard to discover the truth. It is especially hard to discover the truth when the people who, that you're investigating don't want the truth to be known and are not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That makes it difficult. I was watching a, a film the other day, and it was I, I even for, you know forget what the, the scene was, but they showed briefly a, a, a kid on a bicycle with a big sack of newspapers driving down a street and throwing the newspapers on everyone's front porch. And it made me think, not that long ago, there was a time in America where there were just several mainstream media sources that pretty much everybody read along and reacted to accordingly. 
now we live in this splintered frame where there is, other than, you know, if you want to call the New York Times, God forbid, the paper of record, where, you know, our news is coming at us from all these different areas. And I think for a lot of people, we don't know who to trust. For a lot of people, we don't even know who to read. And so as it is, it just seems like this ball of confusion. And so no one's held accountable because there's no consensus of what accountability is in mainstream media. Well, and to make it worse, uh, and, and look, there's no accountability in media. Let's just not say mainstream media because to make matters worse, we're very tribal about it. So um, someone on the left might be very loyal to the New York Times or the Washington Post. I know a lot of conservatives who are very, very loyal to Fox News, but there was just a Second, a second Circuit opinion reviving the Seth Rich family lawsuit against Fox News for the way that Fox News bought the story of Seth Rich's death and spun out the Seth Rich conspiracy theory in a way that rivals or exceeds any scandal that we have seen from the New York Times to the Washington Post. And yet you'll have a whole bunch of conservatives who sit there and go, I have to watch Fox to know what's really going on. Right, right. And, I, and there, there, are, uh, there have been alt-right white nationalist figures that have infiltrated into and, and written, even written for, some online sites on the right. Um, and there has been media scandal after media scandal on the right. And so one of the things that I think is happening is the media is getting tribal and you, you just don't see the kind of accountability really anywhere. Um, and that, that is, and in a lot of, you know, I've even seen conservative quote unquote media critics who will be jumping down the mainstream media throat rightly when they get something wrong. And then some of their own publications will spin out deceptive or misleading stories. And so we're in a situation where the tribalism of the moment is really breaking down accountability and it's breaking down public trust. And and for those Americans who want to know what's really going on, I don't think that they're in a situation where they can go to any single outlet and sort of believe that they're getting the full story any longer. That's just not not the case. You really have to cast your net wide and read with a skeptical eye, and that's just too bad. Sure is. David French is with us, senior writer for National Review, senior fellow at the National Review Institute, and a veteran of Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Talk to us about, um, from a lawyer's perspective, David, about what the impeachment process looks like. Is it a legal procedure or a political one? I've described it as a uh, it is a political process that is heavily informed by the law, and and what I mean by that is at heart, impeachment is is political. It's just flat out political. An impeachable offense technically is whatever the House of Representatives says is an impeachable offense, and an offense that is sufficient to reconvict and remove a president is whatever two thirds of the Senate says is sufficient to convict and remove. A president, but the way that things have worked out in recent years is that it is more persuasive to the American people when you can point to a specific crime or legal standard a president has violated when you're going to impeach them. Part of that is due to the language of the Constitution, which says high crimes and misdemeanors, which is in reality a shorthand way of talking about abuses of power. Uh, but it's also a way that Americans can understand when somebody's just gone too far. But the founders would not say that impeachment is a legal process 
could be undertaken only when a president has broken a specific defined statute. Uh, it is a process that's designed to be more broad than that, to deal with situations where presidents abuse their power and Congress checks them. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, the reality is, it's much more difficult to impeach a president if you can't point to a specific statute or law that the president has broken. And that's one of the issues in the Ukraine decision is that in the Ukraine situation is it's harder to point to a specific law that is out obviously and clearly applicable here, although there are laws that are arguably applicable. Mm-hmm. The Ukraine situation is much more an argument about fitness and abuse of power than it is about an abuse of a federal stat- a violation okay. of a federal statute. Okay. okay, so then, David, going through all of that, and obviously you're a lawyer, you're well-connected with this, this thought, politics are central to your life. When you look at the president and 22 tweets in just, you know, nine or 10 hours, that's a, that's a lot of mania in some ways. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder about us, you, me, Kath, people who are like-minded, we carry that mania with us. So when it's Friday night in your life and you go home to see your wife and your family, what about that mania in your own life? Because Kath and I talk about this. How much is too much? I mean, you know, uh, it's almost become, you know, a, a drug in some ways, and it's hard to separate mm-hmm. from it. And I do see the damage it does to me personally, spiritually, mentally, maybe physically. Well, I think for me, I, one of the firewalls that I have, is I, there's a lot of things that I like to obsess over that are not political. Uh, so... You know, when when Saturday rolls around, it's college football, (laughs) for example. Mm -hmm. Um, When the NBA season rolls around, almost every night I'll find a game to watch. And so I'm able to unplug like that. I think where it gets, for me personally, where things can become unhealthy is when politics starts to intrude onto personal relationships. In other words, everybody knows in my circles that I I do political commentary for a living. And if in my day-to-day life people are starting to get angry at what I wrote or just wanting to obsess over it with me, uh, that is less of an opportunity to unplug. Uh, But, you know, I think one of the things that it's important for all of us to have is interests outside of this nonsense. (laughs) And I, I say nonsense not to say that it's not important, but it's nonsense because often what we're is coming across the wires in political commentary is nonsense. And so we have to be able to, to unplug from it and to take a break from it and, and to realize that the twists and turns of the drama in a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour basis, their importance is often just wildly exaggerated. All right. Uh, our time's almost up, David. So I, I need to talk about something very important before we uh, before we part, which is your football teams. So if you're so <laughs> devoted on a Saturday, tell us what, to, like to where your devotion lies. Well, I was born in Auburn, Alabama. I was born in Opelika, really? Alabama, to, to parents who were students at Auburn. And in I SEC grew up in country. Kentucky. Yes. And I grew up in Kentucky. So I bleed blue because that's where I grew up. Right. But Kentucky football has always been not always, but it's generally pretty bad. So football season, I'm first a Kentucky football fan with Auburn, a strong second. And so I'm having a bad season with Kentucky, a great season with Auburn. Right. uh, It's mixed, but, and I also, I'm just an SEC football fan, which means that I'm always going to be pretty happy during, uh, during every Saturday and fall. 
Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Well, David, thanks an awful lot. We appreciate your clarity and uh, your your sense of sanity that you bring to us. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much. Our pleasure. And if you're a Kentucky fan, like, you know, basketball season's coming. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to that. David French from the National Review. Politics and sometimes sports. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states Nello is very easy to work with impact christian church on building ministry with Nello construction we had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center and we wanted to go that direction they were able to grasp that make suggestions that helped us along the way and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget but within the space that we were developing got a vision begin the journey at nelloconstruction.com washington county parents you have a choice in your child's education so why not consider a private christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years at central christian academy in houston pre-k through eighth grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond central christian academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. One of your favorite programs is facing a financial deadline, and Chuck Swindoll needs to hear from you. You have my word. Every dollar you donate to Insight for Living Ministries is stewarded with utmost care. Can I count on you to do your part? To respond to the urgent need at Insight for Living, give a donation right now. Call 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. It'll be warm and humid tonight, partly cloudy, and will only drop to 65. And then the next couple of days are looking summery. Both tomorrow and Wednesday will be partly sunny, very warm and humid. High both days will be about 88. And with the humidity, AccuWeather Real Field will peak in the low 90s. Record highs both days are at 89, so we'll be within shouting distance. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Won't play long and right, keeps going wrong and I can't 
What are you doing Friday, John? Oh, yeah. I'll be with these guys and you. Mercy me at PPG Paint Arena along with... Our friend. David Crowder. Now, here's the thing. He's my friend. He's my friend. But we're not necessarily his friend. No, I think he knows we're friends. Does he know we're friends? I mean, he knows us, but does he? I don't know if he knows we're friends. No, probably not. We love him. Uh, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> me too. I just I think love he's him so awesome. much. Yeah, so come I really on. really do. Come early, look in the uh, concourse area for the Word FM crew to say hi, register for great giveaways. Uh, you get links for a lot of other fun things that are happening right now and tickets on sale, wordfm.com slash mercyme. This Friday night, PPG Paints Arena show gets underway at 7 p.m. We would love to see you there. We sure would. We'll be on stage. We'll wave. Yep. And we'll say hi. Stop on by and check us out at the booth. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Is it seven? seven there's, a, there's a third act. A third act? Yeah. You mean something, someone's opening? Yeah, who's opening? There's there's oh, I don't know. So, Mike, you know, you know who comes out first? It's someone I wasn't familiar no. with. You know what I like? I like how they're doing this now. So, you know, like in, you know, for many years, the template was opening act, then the, the headliner. Now, with someone like Crowder with Mercy Me, you know, they may come out, Crowder may come out first, or Mercy Me may come out first, and then they interact with each other. Right, which right? is really fun. It's a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of different musical you know, styles, mm-hmm. you know, mixing it up. Yeah. So, yeah. Get those tickets and uh, check out Mercy Me and Crowder, okay? Yeah, we can't wait. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey, we got a pair of tickets to give away. We do? Dig you, Mike. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, okay. Got a pair of tickets. Um... Give us a call. We'll mail them to you. Put them in the mail for you tomorrow. So uh, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. You want to go see Mercy Me and Crowder and uh, not buy a pair of tickets? Well, we'll give you a pair right now. It's the last day of February, so let's do Caller 9. Caller 9. It's the ninth month. Okay, very nice. So give us a call right now at 800-320-8255. All right, box office mojo yeah. for uh, this past weekend. Uh, coming in first place, we had Abominable. I know nothing about it. Me neither. It. Uh, is it a kids movie? I think it is a kids movie. I don't know. I yeah. should. I'll look that up. But right. Downton Abbey's number two. Yeah, which now, I, I want to see. Now I stopped watching Downton Abbey in its fourth season, so I'm out of Why? the loop. Why? See, it, I don't. I mm, loved it. It, it's it a lot just of got. Fun. A, it got a little too much for me. Did it? But listen, I've heard. I seriously have not heard one bad thing about the movie. Well, if you love people, f- love this movie. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. Looking okay. forward to it. Hustlers number three. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> Hustlers number four. It. See, I don't want to watch that. Uh, that's, that's Stephen too, King. That's too scary for right? me. Yeah, Stephen King. I don't want to see that. Um, you saw Ed Astra number five. I loved it. I would see it again in a heartbeat. I'm a sucker for anything that's like you know sci-fi space. And this was a really interesting film. This is Brad Pitt, kind of sad in a way. It's a journey for the father. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it's a journey for the Heavenly Father. Now, this is by no stretch an overtly Christian movie, but there is prayer scattered throughout this film. Hmm. Interesting. Um, And it's gorgeous. The cinematography and the computer animation of it is just really incredible. So if you like sci-fi space stuff, uh, highly recommend it. Number six, Rambo Last Blood. Now, how (laughs) desperate are the people... We're going to see that. Uh, number seven is Judy. Want to what, see it? What you, that's Renelle's, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, it's the last year of Judy Garland's life. Which can't be uplifting in no, any way, shape, it, or form. It's, it's tragic. A, she's in London. Incredibly sad. Yeah, So it's but apparently Renee Zellweger, Zellweger is supposed to be terrific. Really? So I want to see it. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't. I appreciate the fact that that exists, but I don't want to see that. Why? Well, because I, you know how it ends. Well, yeah, but you know, you know how Rambo Last Blood ends as well. I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> I think there's okay. a little difference. You know. All right, Good Boys comes in at number eight. I got nothing. I don't know what that is. Uh, number nine, the live-action Lion King. Don't have no interest. And number ten, Angel has fallen. Do you know anything about that? No. No. Listen, no. there's a movie on this list that's coming in at number 12. It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Do yourself a favor. I can recommend this film unequivocally for the entire family. Hmm. It is fabulous. Fabulous. Now, we saw it early on. I think maybe we saw it three weeks or so ago at, of all places, the Region Square Theater, which is this little single screen hmm. theater, of course, in Region Square. I love this movie. It's so much fun. It's kind of like um, um, like Tom Sawyer-ish in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. I don't want to give it away. But it involves a young man who is living in a managed care facility who has Down syndrome, who has dreams of becoming um, a professional wrestler. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's a fabulous movie. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Highly recommended. Okay. Uh, when you go to see a movie, yeah. do you get snacks? Oh, always. Are you kidding me? You I'm always, on it. Now, wait always a minute. Now, wait a minute. You're a frugal type of person. You're, My wife's more frugal than I am. Is your wife getting snacks? Uh it all depends. Um, she'll, you know, she'll get a little small something to drink, and you know she kills me. She'll get, she'll say, "Oh, let me get some popcorn." You know, yeah, but but don't put any butter on it. Don't put any salt. Well, then what the heck am I? You know? Well, th- listen, if you don't put butter or salt on it, it's still salted. No, it tastes butter. like styrofoam. You need both, please. Oh, see, I never, ever, ever, ever get snacks. Get butter on my popcorn at the movies. Oh, I'm doing it. Get out of here. I'm doing it. I don't even care. Mike, do you do that? Dig that, man. Extra, extra. No, you Put it on, man. Put that on. Lick your fingers extra. Of course. That is like a completely artificial substance. There's no butter in that. Do you think I care? (laughs) Seriously, I am good. I'm going to sit in a dark theater with a bag of popcorn and be all happy. Me too, brother. I love it so much. Really. It's one of the reasons to go to the movies. The three of us have never never seen a film together. Wait, the last film I went with you, you brought like your lunch. You got like this gigantic buffet, and and you didn't eat it. And I didn't eat it because the film, which we won't name right now, was so graphic, unple- uh, graphic and unpleasant. I couldn't eat. Of course not. It's like this, you know. I was like, "Is she gonna eat that hoagie?" It was like, <laughs> it was like this gigantic I meal. I couldn't eat it. No, no. Anyway, all right. We'll take a break. Come back. Oh, hey, uh, Ralph Crew from the Carnegie Science Center is going to join us next. Terrific. Talk about mummies. How about, and how about that weird rocket? Oh, Elon Musk, man. Boom. It's like the, to, it looks like the aluminum foil rocket. He wants to send 100 people to the moon at one time. 101.5 WORD. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. To celebrate, we're hosting the 2019 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon on October 22nd. And we need your help to make it special. If you think your senior or associate pastor is doing a particularly fine job, we invite you to say so. Just email your letter of appreciation in 200 words or less to pastors at wordfm.com by Friday, October 18th. And if yours is chosen, we'll read it live at the event. To give your pastor a shout out, email pastors at wordfm.com today. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! 
Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh-huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-444-9336. That's 800-444-9336. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-444-9336. Write it down. 800-444-9336. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news, and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com Alaska. Put your creativity and your marketing degree to work as a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround. Unlike a small marketing agency, Salem Surround places a massive amount of tools and support at your disposal so you can be really creative and super competitive as you help Pittsburgh businesses grow. And with our national team at your back, there's no limit to how far you can go. Full and part-time available. Apply now at SalemMedia.com careers. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, is an equal opportunity employer. It's a season for mummies. I'm not talking about, you know, your mom. Right, I mean, it's always a season for Nan. Yeah, (laughs) Nan. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. Ralph, welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. All right, so the last time we were at the Science Center with you, um, I... I just love the Da Vinci thing. Yes, da Vinci I ate it was up. awesome. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But in its place, now we got the mummy thing. That's right. So we are just about ready to open up our, our new traveling exhibit, which is Mummies of the World. Okay. Um, so it, it is what it sounds like. It's mummies, you know, uh, preserved human bodies, but not just. We do have Egyptian ones. So you know, when you think like the old classic. school, the right. mummy mummies, right. we have that. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. But we also have um, various mummies from around the world, uh, from England, from South America. Oh, wait, 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 Ralph. Th- these are not like paper mache models. These are these actual mummies? are the real deal. Whoa, that's that shocking. That is so disturbing. It is a little disturbing, but it's also, I think it's really fascinating. It opens up so many interesting conversations. Um, and these are some really special, you know, specimens that you just, you don't get access to stuff like this Okay, so why, <laughs> why did this group decide to tour together? <laughs> Why did this band? It's a super group, really. Is it yeah. really? Okay. It's, it's like the Stones, just but they're still alive. I'm just wondering how they gathered. <laughs> how they gathered. The Stones will be in the exhibit soon enough. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we have so so some statistics I brought with me. I wanted to tell you, but we're gonna have forty actual human mummies there, and then there's also animal mummies that we're gonna have, which I think is pretty interesting. So huh. you know, people preserve their dead in in human, you know, either human deceased, but also animals have played a big role in various societies, and we'll have we'll have uh, animal mummies as well. And no, wait, this I, is not taxidermy. No, not taxidermy. Although depending on how you define a mummy. You could argue, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, right, right, right. right. That but not su- is... not suitable for mounting. Right. No. Well, no. <laughs> so they're different. Because uh, Kat's got a deer head in her office. <laughs> right. That. Listen, that I did not shoot that deer. It's a story for another time. Okay. Sorry, but we digress. So yes. forty mummies. 40 human mummies and then many others uh, and other relics associated with them and exhibits talking about the the various death rituals that go into it and the chemical and biological processes that go on. There's actually an amazing wealth of science knowledge that uh, you can get from an exhibit like this because it covers all sorts of different scientific bases. Oh, that's fascinating. So why would someone choose to have an animal mummified? So I, I think I get it as far mm-hmm. as the, as far as humans, but w- did the animal belong to a ruler, or why why would that? Right. So for instance, in Egyptian mummies, cats were often mummified, and they were thought to be sort of a, a special uh, supernatural kind of a link important. to the supernatural yeah. world. Yeah, they were a creature that was thought to have this special link to the the higher plane. Um, and that mummifying your cat along with you would help it guide you on your path through the afterlife. So, so if you die, then someone kills your cat? I, so that you can I be mean, in there together? I don't together? know that there's records of that, but I assume. I mean, the cat, something. Yeah, probably See, so. I feel yeah, badly yeah. for the cat. Okay, so, so Ralph, when <laughs> the exhibit gets underway when? Oh, man. Uh, so the exhibit's opening this weekend. Oh, All right. So when, whenever this, like something like this happens, yeah. whether it's the Da Vinci exhibition that just left or the Mummy exhibition just starting, whenever they load in the exhibition, mm-hmm. are you there to see that? Yeah, we're often there. In fact, this time we had a whole procession of the mummies entering the town because these are like really special, uh, you know, samples of, of material. They, Wait, they came, like a mummy parade. Sort of like that, yeah. They came in this like special truck, and there was like a convoy of vehicles with it. There were news helicopters around. We had what? a whole big thing earlier this uh, this month. Yeah. So I mean, this is weird. And we were making light of this in a way, but this is sacred in a way, right? right? These are people well, right. that once. Right, right they, sure. They were living. They were God's creation, right? And I think this is you know it's an important uh, story of how how um, that you know, plays a role in people's lives throughout cultures from around the world. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that makes this exhibit particularly interesting to me is its global reach, um, both uh, across geography and through time and seeing various cultures and, and how this, you know, really important, the end of life is a is a big deal to people and to see how they treated it. And, you know, as as someone who's just fascinated by the human condition, I think it's a, I think it's really Really neat. I'm, I, I, I can't wait to see how people react to yeah, it. Yeah, so it uh, opens this weekend, runs yep. for how long? Uh, we will have it for, I believe it's about six months. So oh, we'll, it'll, be, it'll be there for a good while. Um, and, and we also have other special events going on along with it. For instance, uh, a week from today, on Monday, we have an adult-level science lecture uh, at Cafe Sci at the Science Center, which is all about, uh, in particular, South American mummies. We have uh, a neuropathologist uh, from UPMC who's really fascinated with the various skull pathologies of South American mummies. Because... In these cultures, you'll see, um, and these are a lot of these are Incan mummies, things like that. They'll have various head bindings and trepanations, and you see um, unusual skull 
characteristics that come along with that. And he's an expert in this kind of thing, and I really can't wait to see it. It's really fascinating. So when will that be? Uh, So that is on Monday the 7th. The doors open at 6. Talk starts at 7. It is free to the public. Which is um, terrific. Which we love that we can do that and offer that. Um, uh, We do ask that people RSVP. You can do that at uh, CarnegieScienceCenter.org. Just search for Cafe Scientifique. And you'll find it. But, Very yeah, nice. it's, it's a really cool program. So now you're seeing this intersection, right, where the, the mummies have been sort of um, um, brought to life in a different way what, 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 with uh, X-rays and MRIs and things sure. like that. You're having a different look at what's underneath. Yeah, you know, I think it's really fascinating to see how technology that we've designed for use on, on living people today medically can be used in exactly the same way on on these mummies and give us insight into their pathologies. Mm-hmm. We can tell if people have had dietary problems based on their the shape of their bones. And, um, you know, we can see injuries and whether or not they've healed. And if so, how have they been healed? And what kind of treatments did people go through? And um, what, we gain a lot of insight into what life was like for, the, for these people, which I think is really, I mean, any you know, learning the story of human beings from any period in history anywhere, I think is really eye-opening to see how much we share in common with sure. them. And I don't know, it helps you feel sort of connected across the right. ages. Yeah, and right. to see how, you know, cultures treat their dead, that says a lot about the culture as they live. Yeah, indeed it does. And, and uh, we have a lot of uh, widely varied examples of that. Let's take a break. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. We're talking about a brand new exhibition that premieres this weekend, Mummies. What's the uh, the proper title, Ralph? Uh, Mummies of the World. (laughs) Tired of opening your closet and never finding what you want to wear? We can help. Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what you love and delivers the best clothes for you right to your door. It starts with a simple profile you create in just minutes. Browse through different styles and share notes with your stylist about what you love, what you'd rather avoid, and what you can't live without. For a small $20 styling fee, your clothes are hand-selected for you based on your profile and then delivered to you so you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. Pay only for what you keep and send everything else back. Plus, the styling fee is applied to what you keep and shipping returns and exchanges are always free. With Stitch Fix, you'll get to discover new styles, new brands, and new looks you might not be able to find anywhere else. And everything is hand-selected to fit your unique shape and your budget. Discover the stylists and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for women, men, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with Word FM, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just visit our website for more details and registration information at wordfm.com slash Israel. That's w-o-r-d-f-m dot com slash Israel. At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories. 
using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the original mattress factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an original mattress factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. You know what the price of gas is right now? Doesn't matter how many dollars and who cares cents. Get the Easy Pay card at Circle K and save 30 cents a gallon on your first 100 gallons. Then save 6 cents a gallon on every fill-up after that. Sign up in store and visit CircleK.com slash EasyPay for more details. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. The Carnegie Science Center, Ralph Cruz with us. We're talking about mummies. But, Ralph, uh, you do a lot of different work. You know, here you are in front of a microphone. You do a podcast. I, indeed. On National Podcast Day. Uh, it, yes. So today is National Podcast Day, and I host a podcast for Carnegie Science Center. Very nice. It's called SNAQ. That's S-N-A-Q. It stands for Science News and Cues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cover all sorts of cool science topics uh, from science headlines, obviously with science news. We answer yeah. science questions. We get uh, special guests or mm. go in depth. I've been able to meet an octopus during the making of this show. Um, Very cool. Most recently, I hosted a really brilliant science communicator. His name is Derek Muller. He does a YouTube channel called Veritasium, has millions of subscribers on YouTube. Brilliant guy, and we were able to get him on the show. So if you don't already subscribe, I highly recommend. I mean, it's free. It's a podcast. It's easy to do. Very nice. Um, on iTunes. Yeah, you can get it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever your you get your podcast. Your- S-N-A-Q. And you can also send in questions. So we, we answer questions from listeners. So you can email in, or uh, we even have like a hotline. You can call in. The podcast hotline. Yeah, that's right, uh, which is 412-237-3327. Submit <laughs> <laughs> so your science questions now. Very nice. Um, so in our last minute or so, uh, the tinfoil rocket that Elon Musk has put together, have you seen it's, it? Well, it's not tin. Well, it's, it's I stainless just say steel. It, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so I, I think it's really exciting. I, I, think so too. I think it's a very aggressive schedule. You know, when you Holy see smokes. space programs, usually things progress decades. on yeah, the order of decades, uh, at least in, in, in the last several decades. That's how things have gone. And this is as aggressive, if not more aggressive, than the Apollo schedule, which had, of course, many billions more dollars behind it. Right. Uh, but man, what an amazing looking spacecraft, too. Mm-hmm. And part of it that really resonates with me is it just it looks so cool and space programs along with the direct results that they give us that are i think really important they have this secondary effect of sort of stirring up interest in science amongst everybody yep. especially mm-hmm. amongst uh, young people and that's really important and i think nothing gets young people into science more than really cool looking spaceships you got that right so this thing is going to be so big apparently we just see a prototype right now the elon musk is saying the, there's a possibility that a hundred people at a time will go to the moon yeah. How big of a spaceship is that, Ralph? I mean, it's enormous. I can't I, quite grasp that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I think it's. It's uh, well over a hundred feet long. Just the the spaceship part, not the rocket that it's going to ride on. Just the part with people in it. Which, yeah, it blows my mind. It's uh, it's out of a science fiction novel, which I, I think is part of Elon Musk's big idea here is to inspire people with this science fiction level, right. like shoot for the moon. In this case, for real, shoot Very for the cool. moon. So yeah. you took a bus trip to Toronto a few weeks ago. Imagine I did, I did. taking the same people to the moon. 
Uh, some of them would be pretty nervous, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be a fun trip, though. We had a good time in right. Toronto. I mean, it's hard to imagine, though. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a future where you would... Where that would be possible. Yeah. Right? Let's go to the moon. I mean, we're used okay, to bus yeah, trips sure. to Toronto. But imagine being yeah. used to, like, rocket trips well, to the moon. You know, I think in, a, in another generation or two, that very well may be the case. I mean, there are no real technical boundaries in the way other than if people are building these programs at this point. I um, see. So, so very few things are in the way. The science is already complete. The science is there. The things that are in the way are more economic, which... Um, you know, given enough d- demand, economic barriers can be overcome. So hey, that nice. would be a destination wedding. Sure would be. Ralph Crew from the Carnegie Science Center. Uh, shout out to the podcast once more. Yeah, Snack, S-N-A-Q. Uh, you can check it out at uh, carnegiesciencecenter.org or sciencenewsandcues.com uh, and download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Very nice. Always a pleasure. Ralph Crew from the Carnegie Science Center. Hey, our podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, johnandkathyshow.com. We'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.